Welcome everyone to Exploring Optimal Health with Gregory Van Den Bolt. This is the podcast where I'm taking you on a journey towards exploring optimal health and biohacking. Why exploring? Because it means we're on a path towards constantly seeking ways to improve our well-being while staying curious and having an open mind. If you're eager to discovering how to live an optimal and meaningful life, this is the podcast you've been looking for. Today, I'm with Govert Viergever, co-founder of The Human Upgrade, which is a program specialized in helping people optimize their performance. He's also a former Olympic athlete who represented the Dutch rowing team in 2016, and he's also podcast host of the show Biohacking Talks. Govert, thank you so much for being on the show. Yes, Greg. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, it's an honor and... I love you being a part of the Dutch biohacking scene. So good smiling face. Always good to see you, man. Talking about the Dutch biohacking scene, approximately two weeks ago, you, uh, together with Eduard de Wilde, founder of North Goat, organized the biohackers meetup here in the Netherlands, in Amsterdam. Uh, you had Tim Gray speaking. He gave a fantastic keynote about biohacking city life. Um, which was so great to to listen to. Um, I have to say it again. I'm so sorry for spitting that bulletproof coffee all over the counter. Like <laughs> I was so enthusiastically greeting you, man. And I just like you made some beautiful uh, North Coat coffee with MCT oil and whatnot. And I just spilled it over the entire counter because I was so happy to see you. I'm so sorry for that, man. I'll take it as a compliment, man. And um it was my job to clean it up and to be a good host. So, you're, hey, you're, uh... It was good coffee, by the way. It was good coffee. <laughs> hey, uh, last October, in uh, also in Amsterdam, at the Biohacker Summit, you also gave a, a very personal and a great keynote about your career as a rower and how it got, how it got you into, into biohacking. Maybe to give the audience an idea of who you are, uh, where you're coming from, could you share a little bit of that story uh, with us? Mm, okay, that's it's a big topic because the uh, the 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 whole theme of the biohacker summit then was biohacking or hacking the ego, and then you go stand on the stage and have to talk about yeah you have to talk about yourself. So it was also uh, for me it was a quite an interesting journey to make this talk about hacking the ego and and trying to sort of stand there without an ego. For me, it was also an interesting way of looking back at my rowing career because the ego and who Govert is, is very much shaped by what I was trying to become. I was going from a small, just a normal kid in Amsterdam with uh, a dream to go to the Olympics to becoming an actual Olympian, which is a very strange idea if you think it of it in terms of ego like you have to become someone else and that was for me interesting to talk about because how do you go uh, through this transformation as a person and who do you what do you have to leave behind and 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 also the like i had to go through different stages where you yeah you get to know also certain dark parts of yourself that don't want you to become an olympian you know so I, I think it's um, yeah, it was a was an interesting talk for me, and uh, I don't know what, what else you 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 want to hear about it. Well, maybe those dark parts you were talking <laughs> about. <laughs> straight straight to the to the good stuff, yeah. <laughs> if you want to share, um, yeah, I'm always happy to share. I, I've uh, I've made friends with those dark parts. <laughs> no, and everybody everybody knows that uh, that you have an inner critic. As I as I was a a young kid, I, I had to learn how to deal with that. If you if you go if you if you want to perform at a at a at a higher level, at a certain moment, um, you you are challenging yourself, and a certain part of yourself is trying to talk to another part, and you have an inner inner dialogue going on, and this dark part that comes up when you're challenging yourself really to your the absolute limits of what your human body is uh, is able to do those those are not so nice thoughts and it's probably saying something to you like 
look at you standing here uh, or trying to become an Olympian. Who do you think you are? Do you even know what you're doing? Take a look at yourself. You're one of the smaller guys and you can never win from these big guys. And you're a, maybe it's even says that you're a loser and you've always been a loser. And now here you, you're going to fail and everybody's going to see it. So stuff like that's going through your mind when you're trying to perform a race at your at your most yeah the, the the highest possible level. So yeah, that's that's dark that's dark stuff coming up. And how do you deal with that? That's the that's the the thing that divides the amateur from the from the pro. And I had to learn how to deal with it. It's such a strong reflective skill that you've built as well looking at oh, yeah. those different voices yeah yeah i think it's one of the most important skills that you can have as a human being actually mm-hmm. because the the fact it, it this showed me going through a race uh, with this much pain and this, this much suffering that there is actually there is there's you have multiple personalities trying to talk to you in to talk to you at a at certain moments of the day to actually hear these thoughts and see that there is actually someone who who can listen to it or choose to ignore it. That's a, that was for me a game changing moment where I saw, oh shit, um, I can choose to not believe what this voice is saying, and I can also choose what what I can what I can believe, uh, what I want to believe instead of being reactive to this to this voice. Mm-hmm. So what I actually like about this, Govert, is when we talk about health or when I talk about health and I frame it as uh, mind, body, spirit, which uh, people often do. And during this podcast, I'm asking many questions that are aimed to optimize body specifically. But the story that you're telling is very much about optimizing the mind in a sense. And I think that's... I, w- I don't like to w- use the word holistic, but it, it is more all-encompassing to talk about mind-body-spirit optimization and yeah. also what you're talking about. So I think that's very refreshing and also eye-opening in a sense. Yeah, man. Um, what what it's, I think is actually one of the most important things if, if you are concerned with biohacking, because with biohacking, you're very much um, trying to optimize your body. And your your body is just a, it's just a reflection of what your daily behavior is like, and the the totality of your daily behavior repeated through time that becomes who you are, your identity. And so we see that if we only upgrade our body, and um, and we don't upgrade our identity of or of who we are and you have to improve the behavior that you want to do on a daily level because that's the way you improve your body and mm-hmm. we do all these science things we do all these workouts we do all these nutrition hacks and to increase your body at a certain level and that's your behavior on a daily level and if you decrease that that behavior if you go back fall back into old patterns then eventually your body will also go down to uh, to your old level of your old patterns. Mm-hmm. So we see that the real transformation on a long term of the body can only come through a change in behavior and 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 eventually in a change in identity. That's mm-hmm. the only way to keep it there at the long time. This is who I am. I am now a biohacker who is per- doing this every single day. And maybe there are bad days, but I don't I know that who I am is eventually here on this level i think that's one of the most important things so also part of that is obviously building routines and building habits that that are in line with that new new personality you were talking about right exactly yeah 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 yeah. it's all about that being in um what they would say in in nlp is being in congruence Mm. like if you're if your actions are not in congruence with, with who you are and who, where you want to go or who you who you think you are then you will only can, then you can only rely on willpower and willpower is finite so since we have been talking about optimizing the mind there's something that also uh, 
during the biohackers meetup happened that which is definitely about optimizing the body we were talking and at some point you you got a stack of supplements out of your pocket and i don't know what was in your hand like all these different kind of pills and supplements i was definitely intrigued by the by the stuff that you were taking to optimize your health so now talking about optimizing the body maybe you can elaborate on uh, a little bit of your uh, supplement routine or what was in your pocket on that day <laughs> <laughs> you were, what you was were, in my pocket i don't know anymore like what's in my pocket though. every day what's what's every day there's there's new stuff coming out of my pockets <laughs> you were basically like a candy man <laughs> yeah 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 and um uh i also treated a little bit like it's better it's better than candy this stuff mm. yeah absolutely uh, yeah, man. Uh, supplements are great. I love them. <laughs> also, I did some stupid stuff with with supplements also in, in the old days, like just taking all the supplements that there are or reading something interesting like, all right, this fruit from the Amazon is going to improve in this uh, very shady study testosterone levels by 165%. So, all right, I'm going <laughs> to order it online from this weird <laughs> looking website mm -hmm. that I don't know. So, um, but if you if you go through it like that, then then you can take a uh, I, I took a handful of, of of supplements that day, but then you can take a whole a whole bucket of supplements if you're gonna read through all the things that might be interesting for you. So yeah, I do a very now when I'm when I'm a little bit older and more mature and and now with with the knowledge that I now have, I do it much more methodically. So I measure my levels. I check my neurotransmitters. I uh, see what my goals are. I see what uh, my daily feeling is. And according to those three levels, uh, those three factors, I'm going to decide what I will take today. And then I'm also going to add some little bit of uh, intuition into the mm, into the yeah. mix and, and just feel, uh, see or feel what's what feels right today. And, and what are some of your uh, favorite supplements to take? Mm, all right so mm, depends on like the basic stuff that's that's um that's gonna that's gonna uh, be in my uh, daily uh, stack so uh, in your pocket every day yeah that's gonna be in my pocket every day i really like uh, green tea extract and uh, curcumin liposomal curcumin because i've checked in my uh, and, and also I, I really enjoy taking it so i intuitively feel that my hand always reaches for it when i open up my cabinet so that's that's something that i uh, that i really see as valuable information like what is your body actually trying to tell you by subconscious uh, actions um but then i also know from my dna that um i've i've uh, some higher uh, probability for um for inflammation and uh, antioxidants so i know uh, and i need some extra antioxidants so i know that these two things are gonna help me so usually there are weeks that i don't take them at all or days that i don't take them but usually some of this uh, is inside my pocket yes <laughs> but curcumin curcumin isn't inside my pocket because uh, it it makes really nasty nasty stains in uh, in your in your clothing so i always take that before i put the rest in my pocket yeah i i really like the the perspective you have also on the intuitive part when it comes to supplements um because i do agree with you that on one day you might feel taking uh, one supplement and then on the other day you're like well maybe today it's not necessary it will be very interesting if there would be like some sort of study as well on intuitively uh, taking supplements, but that's a whole t other topic of conversation because then it comes to like uh, intuition and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's that's, that's the, the one thing that that science is is still very 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 unclear about, but which has which has shown me through the years, uh, I've I've come to realize that it's way more important than than reading all the studies and and um like I, I do really like testing and i do really like all the science but your 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 rational mind is way too uh, limited 
to know what your body actually needs in 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 terms of nutrients and it it's it's just going to tell you it's mm-hmm. there is there are subtle signals that your body is telling you and you you cannot rely on on science or to to tell you what to eat that day you have to feel it mm-hmm. i think it's a beautiful beautiful perspective again uh, Hobart, definitely yeah yeah and, and one thing that i that i do really um you you can you can really learn it and that's what i also i i i try to teach people that if you know how neurotransmitters work you have to have a basic scientific knowledge about how neurotransmitters work mm-hmm. and how they affect your behavior and how they affect your mood and how they, they affect your um your your energy and how they affect your um your your thoughts and your uh, for example also negative thoughts so if you know how they work and if you know how it feels when you have optimal levels and you also know how it feels when you have suboptimal levels then you can take the sort of the building blocks or the receptor modulators or the um, reuptake inhibitors of these kinds of supplements or, or of these neurotransmitters and the supplements that that do that then you can influence it on a daily basis because one day you can have high dopamine and but the next day you can have low dopamine if you just uh, went out and do, did a, a very um, very strenuous um, workout or uh, you had to work all day long to finish this uh, presentation or had to, you had to give the presentation then the next day your dope this day your dopamine levels are high but the next day they, they might be super low so that day you could think, okay, I'm gonna just, uh, you know, go uh, go all in and have some extra coffee and uh, just plow through the day. But mm-hmm. you can also feel like, oh shit, I'm I'm low in dopamine today. That means that my body needs to recover. So I will take some extra supplements. I will do some less um, strenuous work today. Maybe some easy task, and we'll postpone everything till tomorrow and recover and take some extra supplements take some extra sleep and then next day gonna do it again Mm -hmm. yeah so like you mentioned it's it's important to know how these neurotransmitters work could you maybe give a a neurotransmitter 101 master class so to say Mm -hmm. so what are neurotransmitters what are some of the the basic neurotransmitters and their functions um yeah sure i could uh, i could do that let me see there's there's four major neurotransmitters that you that you want to uh, take into account and that you can actually feel on a daily basis so uh, the, the the four big ones are dopamine serotonin GABA and acetylcholine and uh, dopamine and serotonin lots of people have heard about it dopamine increases your motivation also increases your uh, energy to your prefrontal cortex uh, so it, it it actually increases the the human part of your brain and makes you feel more energized and you're able to plan. If your dopamine is low, you are more likely to want to postpone things, and um, uh, so that's also why it can increase motivation because you get shit done if you're high on dopamine. Um, uh, it also it, it, some one of these nice things about knowing how these neurotransmitters work and how they affect your behavior is so dopamine is um is considered the thing that the the neurotransmitter that you uh, that increases when you do something that's nice and that you want more of so it's associated with taking things and getting things and um so if you have uh, for example a goal that you're working towards then every step toward that goal, you get a hit of dopamine because in anticipation to that big goal, the amount of dopamine is released. And that's what people uh, forget. They think that I'm only going to get dopamine when I take something that is nice, like sugar or cocaine. But actually the dopamine is released in anticipation of that nice to have thing so uh, and that's what i learned when i went to the olympics like actually doing an olympic final and it was not so nice 
and working towards that Olympic final was giving me much more uh, dopamine and hits instead of just doing uh, that Olympic final. The next day I woke up and I was like, okay, now, uh, now what? And I was not feeling motivated. So I was very low in dopamine when I, when I didn't have the right goal. So that's, 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 those are kind of practical things that you can incorporate. So having mm -hmm. a right goal, make sure that you, uh, that you release more dopamine. And the one, the, the other thing is that you need building blocks to make dopamine. So building blocks uh, come in the form of amino acids and amino acids, they come from your food. You cannot build neurotransmitters from air. You have to get them from somewhere. And so, for example, dopamine needs an needs a, uh, amino acid called tyrosine. So if you are uh, low on tyrosine in your diet, because you're, you have gut imbalances and you don't absorb your food very well, or you have, have a vegan diet and you have very low protein, then um, you can have low tyrosine levels. If you have low tyrosine levels, you can have low dopamine levels. So that's uh, also something that, or people that burn through dopamine very quickly because they have a genetic component where dopamine is broken down very quickly. Um, then these people need more tyrosine because they burn through dopamine more quickly. Mm -hmm. So that means that it's very individual how these neurotransmitters work in everybody. So that also means that, uh, and, and since we see that dopamine is very uh, highly associated with being motivated and getting things, that also means that different genetic uh, factors make that you have uh, uh, have a different personality for example people with high dopamine are more likely to be salespeople or uh, because they uh, they want to have things they want to grab things and they want to win uh, because that's how you get more dopamine mm -hmm. so that's 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 one thing that how you can look at it like oh i'm a dopamine kind of person Salespeople, oh, but also when I analyze athletes, there are no, almost no athletes like who are um, the, in the in the front of the soccer field, the, the the strikers of the soccer team, of the football team. There are no uh, strikers in the football team with with a low dopamine level. They're mm -hmm. all high in dopamine. Mm -hmm. So, it's such an extensive topic as well, and I think you did a really great job uh, explaining in a very clear manner what the basics of dopamine are. You mentioned three uh, other different neurotransmitters too. Uh, maybe you can quickly touch upon those ones as well. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll put my cat on the ground. Yeah, nice cat. <laughs> so um, serotonin is uh, is one that uh, is increased increased when you have a good connection with somebody, like we're with your pet, mm -hmm. uh, yep. like your cat. But serotonin is also very um, very much associated with mood. So uh, you have a better mood if you have better serotonin levels. And if you are sick, for example, you're, or if you have a viral infection, your dopamine, your serotonin levels, they go down and you become uh, less, your mood goes down. And you also, um, uh, you were showing sickness behavior, what they call in, 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 the, in the medical world, sickness behavior is when you uh, don't want to be social and you go back into your room and your energy goes down and your mood goes down and you just want to sit in, on your own. So serotonin optimal levels will mean that you are more social and that you are more uh, connected to other people. So these these two kinds of this, this, this spectrum is very good to know, like all oh, suboptimal levels when I'm ill or the other uh, kind of high serotonin levels maybe some of the listeners have already um, experienced it when they take for example uh, on a on a dance or a rave or uh, a party they take mdma and there your serotonin levels go sky high and then you all of a sudden want to talk to everybody 
uh, you feel much more connected to someone and you're not so afraid to say say things um yeah these 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 are the outsides of both of the spectrum mm-hmm. uh, one thing one thing about serotonin is also very it's made in the gut so the 90% of it is made in the gut and this this uh, this is this means that if you're low on serotonin you will probably also have to fix your gut issues that's one thing that uh, that's very 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 interesting and one of the things that i learned from jordan peterson which is was i i i hope i can reproduce it because nobody's going to tell it better than than jordan peterson of course but um, serotonin is very very highly associated with the with the social with the hierarchy so if you are lower in the social hierarchy then your serotonin levels are going down and this is the the weird thing with neurotransmitters so if your behavior influences your your neurotransmitters so if your behavior makes makes it so that you go down on the social hierarchy so you lose your job you 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 slack on on work and you're you lose your job and you're like a low lifer that means that your ser- your serotonin levels will go down according to the the drop in your level of the social hierarchy it also means that if you if you're low on the social hierarchy and you increase your serotonin levels you are more likely to take risks and do stuff that increases your probability to do things that make you go up to the in in the social hierarchy uh-huh. he he makes he always always makes a big a nice anecdote with the lobsters i don't know if you if you heard about the lobster the lobster theory i haven't yeah it's he's, he's quite famous he's he's quite famous for cleaning your room and lobsters so one thing uh, one thing that he does with the lobsters is he says all right lobsters we have these serotonin circuits in our brain that are millions if millions of years old and uh, so these circuits are basically the same in us as in lobsters that you have to keep in mind so what happens when lobsters fight each other for the social hierarchy one wins of course and they um yeah they fight and the loser they uh they they retreat and they are hunched over and they're like uh like a like a small they make a small ball of themselves like ah oh, shit i'm a loser i'm so i'm so and they're and their their scissors are down and they're they, yeah they're a loser they they just lost the fight and the winner what the winner does the winner opens his scissor arms and and walks and literally walks around like this with the, with his his claws up in the sky and um yeah he's he's he just went up in the social hierarchy and his serotonin <laughs> levels go sky high so uh, what happens when scientists injected the losing the losing lobster with serotonin his scissors <laughs> went up in the sky and they were ready to fight again so that's a really cool way of thinking about it like oh shit my serotonin levels are down that means i'm in loser mode Mm. and 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 that's and you and you are and you're thinking loser thoughts and that the thinking these loser thoughts because your serotonin levels are down are more likely to make you stay at this low level in the social hierarchy Mm -hmm. and so he says all right you have to increase your serotonin levels because then your thought patterns are gonna go uh, more, are, are literally becoming more positive, and more positive thoughts will create different behavior and more more risk taking behavior, which will increase the likelihood of you doing things that will uh, make you rise in the social hierarchy and mm-hmm. to like get a new job. Yeah. So in this example, the neurotransmitter is kind of reinforcing down what you refer to as the social hierarchy. So a way to avoid that could be to switch it around and do serotonin increasing activities. Exactly. Do serotonin increasing activities. Uh, Don't do serotonin decreasing activities. Fix your gut and take supplements that increase serotonin like tryptophan, which is the building block again for serotonin. And you have to also think about well that's that's maybe a whole different topic but your dna is actually making these neurotransmitters so you have to also make sure that your dna is functioning properly because all these neurotransmitters need like a need need something like a 
in the, in your Lego box, they need to read from the label what they have to how they have to be built. Yeah, indeed, that's another whole topic of conversation: how these DNA patterns are being created and what triggers them and how they're activated or yeah. not. But it's some 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 of it is really complicated and some of it is really easy to 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 explain. But maybe people have heard from the MTHFR gene, which is also sometimes referred as the motherfucker gene. This gene, if you have a, a gene that is suboptimal, it, that means you have gotten a bad gene from your mother and you have gotten a bad gene from your father, this gene functions at a 30% speed of people who have a good combination. What this gene does it's actually very involved in the, the activation of vitamin B9 or folic acid. This folic acid is uh, one of the vitamins that is needed to make serotonin, dopamine, GABA, and acetylcholine, or at least the first three. If you have a bad genes and you're also low in, in, in folic acid, then you will have you can take as much tyrosine or tryptophan as you want or do as much serotonin increasing activities, uh, but they won't go up because your DNA is not up to speed, so to say. And uh, and then going to the other two uh, neurotransmitters, would you like to uh, elaborate on those ones as well? <laughs> I don't know if people are still following because I always think it's very, it's it's like one of the most interesting things in the world because, for example, our whole society uh, shows signs of uh, like burnout. There's an there's an epidemic of of burnout going on. The the one thing that you could think is okay. How how are are we going to solve this, or uh, what do we have to do about it? But there's also like why does it why why is this like why why do we have burnouts? Mm -hmm. So which is it's a very complicated question. One easy I would say one part of the hydras or of all the hydras heads because it's a it's a very very complicated problem with with a lot of the snake has many heads so to say is that GABA is one of the neurotransmitters that really calms down our mind and one of the things that really speeds up our mind is stimulus it, there are so much more stimuli in our society today than there were before and I, I read a piece about a psychiatrist, Dutch psychiatrist. He said, we have 20 times more uh, stimuli than 20 years ago. 20 times more. 50 years ago or 60 years ago, the mailman came once a week. Now it comes two times a minute in your inbox, in your mails and your WhatsApp. All these stimuli are constantly um, making your brain excited. Oh, a new thing that I have to deal with. Oh, a new thing that I have to deal with. And so that's the excitation of your brain, which is actually at the chemical level, at a certain level, it's poisonous because these excitation neurotransmitters are at, at a high level poisoning your brain and they, they are poisonous to your mitochondria. They are damaging the mitochondria in your nervous system. When I measure, and I've seen it through hundreds of people, and I heard it from other people in my field, they see an epidemic of low GABA in our society. Mm -hmm. And this corresponds also with the fact that 40% uh, of the Netherlands and 60% of the Americans are deficient in magnesium. Why? Because magnesium is needed to produce GABA. Mm -hmm. And magnesium is needed to keep those excited, excitatory uh, uh, neurotransmitters low and make GABA. So we use so much more GABA and we have so much more excitatory neurotransmitters that we are burning through magnesium like crazy. Mm -hmm. Combine that with the fact that since the 1950s, magnesium levels in the ground where we make our uh, in the soil where we grow our crops on has also gone down by big big levels yeah. yeah so that's that's something that you can that you can really see in a long a big population mm -hmm. and I, I definitely see it with high performing individuals people that are ambitious and doing their best every day like a lot of biohackers do so to to balance those GABA levels within the brain 
one tip is to supplement with magnesium levels. Is there any other tips that you would recommend doing? Take less stimuli, have less stimuli in your environment. Uh, one thing that uh, is also needed to make GABA is vitamin B6, vitamin B12, uh, manganese, and the amino acid of taurine. Mm -hmm. There again, we see a lot of people with gut issues. They don't uh, absorb taurine a lot. And uh, taurine is also found a lot of in, in in animal products. So people with yeah with a with a with a vegetarian or vegan diet are also more uh, have lower taurine levels. So can also have lower GABA levels. So that's okay. that's that. Those are the nutritional the nutritional guidelines that you could give for um, GABA. It's GABA is made from from glutamine. Um, glutamine is fairly abundant in our in our food. So. It's not 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 many times it's the glutamine that's the problem, but mostly the the vitamins like the that they call this the cofactors in making the GABA. Yeah, the other thing that you could do is just have less less stimuli, but things like supplements like valerian root or hops or passion flower or L-theanine. So these herbs are calming, and um, th that's what you what you actually can use to sort of help your organism go into rela relaxation mode a little bit, like stop the running thoughts. And uh, yeah, GABA is, a show, is, is associated with being more relaxed. You can think of it if you have an accountant, then uh, accountants are always more, uh, they want to be more in control. They want to have everything um, fixed and they, they're going to be... Um, uh, more likely to um, to be like a, the calmer person in the room. So I see that uh, that accountants have higher GABA levels. So these these again they uh, they shape your personality over time and they they affect your behavior. And like I said, your body is just the uh, the, the the outcome of your daily behavior. And your daily behavior is so much inf influenced by these neurotransmitters that we just have to look at these neurotransmitters if we want to fix our body in the long term. Mm -hmm. Yeah, incredibly interesting. And that's also what you do with um, uh, Human Upgrade, right? You do those different tests. Um, and then after after doing the tests, you, you, you set up a plan basically to improve the whole profile from 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 an athlete or someone who's who's coming at the, uh, the human upgrade to to optimize performance yeah and that's that's something that i that i don't see with other programs that to look at at the individual in in this way and also in relation to what their goals are like mm -hmm. all right are you actually doing the are you are you chasing the right goal is the goal that you that you are chasing on a daily level? Is it are your neurotransmitters transmitters up for the task, or you know do we have to lower your goal a little bit so that your neurotransmitters can can make it happen, so to say? Mm -hmm. And what does your body need to produce this amount of neurotransmitters to reach those goals? Yeah, in the end, I think that a lot of it comes down to these neurotransmitters because that's what shapes your behavior. And but these neurotransmitters, like I said, they have to be made and built by your body and by the DNA. So you will you will miss a whole part of this of this um, potentially or, or of this potential to upgrade yourself if you don't look at why the neurotransmitter is not built optimal. And that's the key to that is 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 looking into the DNA. Okay, what I think is interesting, Robert, if we look at the fourth neurotransmitter which is acetylcholine and after that maybe give a couple of tips um which could enhance all four of them if there's any so what would be your three golden tips when it comes to optimizing neurotransmitters and i'm mm, asking okay. a very very not nuanced question here but i'm mm, sure okay. you'll give it a shot yeah well um I will, I will do that i will try that and i will first have to say that I cannot do this. I cannot give like um, general advice because, as I said, for everybody, this is different. This is just this is why you are different. This is this is the the the, the actual reason why you are a different person than I am because 
you produce different neurotransmitters and you respond differently to your environment according to your genes that make the neurotransmitters. So it's super, this, this question is impossible to answer. I can only uh, give you the, the things that improve my neurotransmitters a lot. Yeah. And um, some of these tips might, might work for you, but you will just, you, you have to do the testing, do the work to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I start, I will start with the last one. The last, the last one is uh, acetylcholine, and I always call this uh, the radio DJ neurotransmitter. First of all, because I've measured this to be a lot higher in people with uh, who who talk really nice and fast and who like to talk. This is the this is the the neurotransmitter that improves the speed by which neurons fire. This also, like I said, with the striker from the football team, um, strikers have to be high in dopamine and they have to re- like really make quick decisions and really have to like look at Messi. He, he just switches position and switches his way of, of, of going on the field by just milliseconds. So people like, like Messi have to be extremely high in acetylcholine. This is, of course, again, genetically, um, genetically pre- predetermined. But you can also increase your acetylcholine by eating more choline, which is the building block of acetylcholine. Uh, For uh, a lot of uh, people, the main source of choline comes from, uh, for example, from eggs. Mm -hmm. In the egg yolk, there's a lot of choline. Yeah, it's getting really popular now um, to also eat liver and organ meats. And there's a lot of choline in, in that as well. So that's that's one of the the things that that choline does. It it can also um, in, so in, improve the speed that you talk, and that's it was popularized in the in the mainstream biohacking scene by Joe Rogan, who is a podcast host, and of course that's a stand up comedian. So you like really have to be uh, fast in 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 the way you think, and in the way the, the the faster you can think, the faster you can make a joke and 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 be funny. He took Alpha Brain, and in Alpha Brain there are uh, that's from uh, this company called Onnit, and in this in this product are a couple of ingredients that uh, upregulate the production of acetylcholine and uh, slow down the breakdown of acetylcholine. So you have the uh, the upregulated production and slower breakdown, which means that acetylcholine is going to be longer in your system and in higher amounts. So that means that he could, for a longer time, be funny and be quick and be uh, a good podcast host, which is, of course, like the perf- most performance enhancing enhancing drug that a podcast host could take. Like this, this stuff should be illegal if you were if you were like comparing it to uh, to stuff that you would take you would take as an athlete. Mm-hmm. And this 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 really triggered me also as an athlete. Like, oh man, there is stuff you can take to make your brain function more optimal as an individual. This is this was my my eye-opening experience to these this this world of performance performance enhancement. And instead of just taking all the supplements for qualia mind is 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 one of those examples where they put all the ingredients and all the building blocks for and all the receptor modulators for all the neurotransmitters in one product, mm-hmm. which costs 120 euros per month, or I don't know how much. Um, and yeah, that's like shooting with a shotgun. You you will always hit something. Yeah. You and when you when you shot it, you don't know which bullet hit the hit the target. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's what I think with testing you can like go from shooting with a shotgun to going with on a sniper. And really, really target target your your neurotransmitter at a at a really precision level. I like that analogy. Actually, I think it's very uh, accurate. So first, do the testing, and then afterwards, uh, based on the the results of the test, either supplement or 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 take the take the approach. So, um, what are some of the things that you have done to optimize your neurotransmitters? Mm, really, really slow down. Mm-hmm. And because I I was living in this high performance world where all my uh, teammates are in climbing the social hierarchy, 
and really uh, in a in a like in a sports team, there's it's only hierarchy. So that means that the one the the the, the guy with the highest serotonin levels is going to be on top of the like the monkey on top of the of the of the mountain. And um, I knew from 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 my testing and from my uh, that my stress levels are going up faster and go are slower to come down uh, in my uh, in my case in my genes than other people so yeah i had to take a lot more rest and do less stuff in the evening like do social activities or even do my workouts and and really strenuous workouts in the morning mm-hmm. because like we, when you do a high intensity interval training, your adrenaline levels, your stress levels, they they go up super high. Or if you do Wim Hof breathing, your adrenaline levels go super high. I would not be able to sleep if I would do my workouts or Wim Hof breathing in the evening. Even just doing the Wim Hof breathing uh, would be sometimes some days too much. But the world that we live in mm-hmm. is constantly trying to, and also if you look at on Instagram, it's like, yeah, you have to push through the pain and uh, and and hit it hard every day, and uh, no pain, no gain. That's that's true sometimes, but I also learned through the hard way. Like mm-hmm. I got really seriously overtrained, and that was all my fault but also because i thought that was the way to do it like push through the pain every single day but yeah your body needs to recover and you you are not superman that's what i learned like okay Mm. you are not superman you can think you take all the right supplements but still in the end you're just a human being and you have and you need rest every single day Mm mm-hmm also, what I find super interesting is that also, obviously, every day is dif- different depending on how you slept, what you've eaten the day before. Like coming back, at your example, not doing Wim Hof breathing in the afternoon or evening, for instance. Intuitively, I have I, I, I have not done that because in the morning, I feel that I can do a bit more of an active breathwork session, whereas in the evening, and this is also quite logical, I think, do a more relaxing one. So coming back at what you previously mentioned about like the whole intuitive part when you talked about taking the supplements, this kind of overlaps with that. And we're crossing paths here again about the, the intuition part, which, which I find interesting. Yep. Listening a lot more to your to your intuition. Um, that's also one thing that can improve your neurotransmitters a lot. Yeah. Mm, so yeah. I, I agree on that. Definitely. Hey, and I I do have another interesting question, which I'm uh, dying uh, to know more about your favorite three biohacks at the moment. Mm. (laughs) Okay, Um, let me think. I would would have to say I have a a trampoline here in my (laughs) uh, office uh, where I jump on. And that's just one of the things that, that, that I found to be so nice. Just I, I haven't jumped on this thing without a smile on my face. So, uh, and I know from that these that there's increased uh, lymphatic drainage if you do it. And it's just one of those um, uh, biohacks where you can stay in one place mm-hmm. where you can where you can stay in one place and 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 have a workout. So and do it in between your your work. So that's one of the things that I really like. And uh, the the other one is at this moment i keep going going back to um red light like now when i do a podcast show i have to look into the lights of the screen like i would i would love now to read to 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 have my blue blocking glasses on Mm -hmm. but people will also think that you're a weirdo (laughs) so I, i i don't do it and i i i take that hit that's uh that's one thing that uh i really like my girlfriend, for example, she doesn't like the the blue blocking glasses. Yeah, I just I just cannot uh, cannot do it. Uh, <laughs> no, definitely, I have a mini bouncer myself as well here in the in 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 the backyard. I I just love it. Like even in between work, you know, one hour of work and then maybe one minute on the trampoline, it makes all the difference. Yeah, 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 and and that's 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 one thing that now that we talk about. 
about it and that's something that's that that really i didn't realize that it had such a big impact on me and it's also very personal so it's it's not maybe applicable to everybody so when i when i quit rowing i was super large in size i had Arnold Schwarzenegger style muscles still looking good in the mirror, but it's a lot less than, than I, I was. Then. I saw an old video from you on YouTube. You were pretty big, man. Yeah. Yeah. It was, and, and that was, that was functional for my rowing. It's, now it's not functional anymore for me as a human being to be this big. <laughs> so I started to like, I like being big. It's, it's good for your confidence. It's good for your ego. Uh, I sell more programs if I'm muscular, you know, uh, I, Interesting, I, yeah. I, <laughs> I worked in a, I worked in a supplement store uh, a long time and I used to sell more supplements if I wear, if I wore a t-shirt with, with short sleeves instead of long sleeves. Incredibly so. interesting. <laughs> but yeah. now it's not functional anymore. And I also couldn't fit normal clothes. So um, I'm starting to train in a different way that's more aligned to how my body uh, wants to feel. And I do a lot more. So my training shifted dramatically mm -hmm. from doing bodybuilding style workouts and um, high rep, uh, high volume, 12 repetitions or more short rest in between to now doing a lot more yoga and more movement like animal flow or Ido portal style or calisthenics and yoga, yoga exercises, or just like one, one guy that I really liked a lot. And, and he really opened my eyes was um, he's, he's called Maxwell. I think it's called Steve Maxwell. Mm -hmm. And he is a, he's a, he's a, he's an old dude, uh, but very, very uh, well functioning still. If you look at him, you you just see like, like okay what this guy is doing must be working. Mm -hmm. of, he, has a, he has like an encyclopedia of how you can stretch and move and lubricate your whole joints and muscles. So I started doing all these little exercises where where you can train your body to like move again in a natural way. It's just so strange, but my whole body started changing after I did that, and I just feel so much more in in my body and it just feels like like you are taking off a leather jacket that was too tight wow but you have been so long in this too tight leather jacket that you didn't even realize anymore that that is not normal opening up this leather jacket and becoming a lot more subtle it really changed also the amount of freedom that i feel in my body Mm -hmm. but also the amount of freedom that I feel in my movement. And also it affects the freedom I feel in my mind. Yeah. And uh, the balance that I feel in my feet, for example, by training my feet again, mm -hmm. uh, instead of just doing dumb bodybuilding shit, which was just making me look bigger and, mm -hmm. and pumping up my ego. Now I actually feel more free. And that's wow. one, of the, one of the things that I didn't even realize training less and doing all the things that I thought were really stupid back in the days, I would, I, I just love them now. I think that's, that's a whole other topic of conversation, which we could dedicate another podcast episode on, because I also do believe that there's so many emotional blockages hidden in our, in our uh, physicality. Uh, exactly what you just mentioned. If you take away that leather jacket, that also frees up mental space maybe or, or again here the i think the intuitive part is very important you move much more intuitively and with with the animal flow and the yoga and yeah yeah and and that's i think that's the the biohack that i spend most of my time on now like in terms of of time and hours and these, these it's like you say there's there's it's so weird that there is a link between your emotions and the way the stiffness of your body hmm. and yeah as i as, as we talked about i went to india uh, last week and um the 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 guy that invited me there um he's really into the indian biohacking scene and he tells me that like there are yogis living here that already knew this four thousand like four thousand this four thousand years old knowledge there's a science that they have and it's not the science that we have here in the in the West, but they have tried and figured to figure this out 
ages ago. Ages ago. And now, he, and what actually what he said is, we're coming to the point where our uh, measurement devices can now actually do measurements uh, on energetically on the human being, so that mm-hmm. we can maybe come to terms with things like chakras or meridians that are still in the corner of of the, of the weird looking people and the yoga girls at, at the yoga studio. Yeah, yeah. but no, I'm. I was always afraid of 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 going of going to that subject because there's very little scientific evidence or scientific substance to make something of it. But I think um, the, the 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 future is is uh, is is gonna also shine light on that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I I absolutely uh, agree with what you uh, what you said, Howard, about the more woo woo part becoming more mainstream, so to say, when we talk about quantifying maybe the chakras with different tests it's a new i think it's a very new realm a realm that i'm very passionate about as well i'm very curious and excited to see where we can go with with these technologies because what you mentioned those yogis in the in the himalayas have been biohacking for thousands of years i think first of all though we there's a lot of knowledge that we can learn from them without a doubt and then secondly in the future, we're going more and more towards quantifying that field as well. And I, I can only be excited for that. Yeah, man. They're the original biohackers. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And um, they have been an inspiration for, for me already since I was a very, very young rower. So I used stuff from, from that knowledge in my rowing career, which helped me a lot. I'm always going to be grateful for that. Mm-hmm. I'm also very... I feel... I feel a little bit um, like obliged to actually do some research on it and maybe shine some light on it because it it helped me. I couldn't say how because yeah, the science just wasn't there yet. But yeah, it helped, and I feel that I that I that I want to explain how. Mm-hmm. And I think you're you're doing very uh, well with regards to uh, everything you're doing for the human upgrade, and then also now another angle which is organizing the the events in the netherlands so i think uh your old covert so to say the rowing covert would be incredibly proud of that <laughs> ah maybe yeah 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 i think he yeah. would yeah, yeah he would yeah yeah thanks uh and yeah he's, uh, he's he's he has transformed now from the uh he has shed his old ego and now it's time for a new ego Mm-hmm. Um, or a less, I, I think a less, less ego, but I every day try to become uh, less egoistic. Mm-hmm. So, um, which is the path of the yogi. I feel that that's one of the things that so much m- more people would benefit from because mm-hmm. again, this is now benefiting me the most becoming less ego driven and helping more people without trying to push my agenda my own agenda or my old dark the dark the dark shit that we talked about in the beginning mm-hmm. yeah that's that's not driving me i hope it's going to be more uh, less less dark dark stuff more light stuff yeah and i i just want to add to that that you also really radiate that hovered like whenever i see you you have a you have a, a big smile on your face but in addition to that you yeah you're just joyful you know it's always good energy when I see you, when I speak to you, so I think in that sense you're uh, you're definitely uh, going strong there. Ah, nice, thanks, man. I appreciate that. I think it's the next level of biohacking. Mm. That's the that's 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 the next level of biohacking for for me, and um, and I I do think I see it happening a lot in the biohacker scene. The the people that come in, like ego driven. I want to be a big biohacker. I want to be a name in the biohacking scene and and have lots of Instagram followers, etc. But then they start hacking their neurotransmitters and they start hacking their ego and your neurotransmitters they shape the perception of the of the world. So if you are better in your neurotransmitters, your perception of the reality is actually better. So you can switch between illusions and reality better. And your ego is basically just a big, big illusion about who you are. So that's the way I think that biohackers are are transforming their, themselves. And they don't even realize it by just eating better, behaving better, and sleeping better. They are 
shedding off egos because their neurotransmitters are switching on and their perception of reality is getting more clear. I, I actually think that is a, a fantastic way to summarize what we've been talking about today because we talked about your story um, as a rower and sharing those parts um, when it comes to the ego, hacking the ego you mentioned about the, the keynote you gave um, last October in Amsterdam. After that, we made the link to the neurotransmitters. What you just mentioned is how they're interlinked. So having a balanced profile of neurotransmitters also creates clarity in that sense. Absolutely true. And that's, I think I'm, I'm glad you... I'm glad you can summarize it like that because that's the absolute truth. I, I really do believe it. Mm. I would say many thanks for, for the conversation today, Hover. You were really knowledgeable about the neurotransmitters. I learned a lot. So I'm really happy uh, you were able to, to share that. So I can only say thank you for everything you, uh, you explained. You're more than welcome. And um, I'm also happy that people are going to listen to it. I hope your followers will also enjoy it. Mm -hmm. If they would, if they are so much interested in this kind of stuff that they want to do it themselves, they want to hack it and they want to go next level, then they can always take a, take a look at uh, humanupgrade.nl uh, because that's where I have my mission to transform and upgrade people to the next level. So that's that's just uh, for the people that are really liking this kind of stuff. Yeah. And I will make sure to put all the details in the in the in the show notes as well, so where people can find you on Instagram, indeed the website to Human Upgrade, um, so people can get in touch with you. Thanks, man. Perfect. Really uh, like really like talk to you again, man. Hope Many. to see you on the next uh, Biohackers meetup. I already got my ticket. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I already dude. got my ticket. <laughs> So to the listeners, I would say many thanks for listening to another episode of Exploring Optimal Health with Govert Viergever. Thanks for listening and I'm looking forward to see you in the next episode.